0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the NBA Morning Deuce for Tuesday, March 30th you know what time it is it is an original deuce the two deucers are back at it Alex back from vacation back like he never left back after a week and a day back in your built in your ear holes like he loves to be all up in those ear holes Alex welcome back thanks man I really
1: wonder how many people just feel like, oh, this dude's back. Let's just skip on to this.
0: I know I know one Because there's some great I know stuff. one I know one person for sure.
1: You know buddy, I, is it the guy
0: that th- thinks I might be fat or something? I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy who was disappointed that you weren't fat. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, but other than him, no, man. I think people will be happy. You know what's weird? Yes, there was a lot of great content. And all the guys that were on, James last night, uh, Jabari Davis, Dan Favalli, Ty Windish, Ru- Ruben was awesome. It's weird because like with Ruben, I can kind of because I've known Ruben forever, but all those guys, it's my first time talking to them. So even though the conversations are good, they're very good. And the more they come on and there will be more guests as we evolve. I still like, there's jokes where I'm like, like, I can't, am I just going to throw mm-hmm. a ham fisted out there to Jabari? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's stuff You'll like get that there where, with all
1: those guys. You'll get there. I'm sure. Right.
0: Exactly. So like, uh, yes the content was obviously very those guys know their shit but it's just like yeah i mean like am i gonna like i don't know these guys well enough to like talk about like uh you someone know, getting like, lumberjacked or, or like like kyle lowry's thick ass you mm, know what i mean like right you know right, bring right, it on right. down to miami like you know what i'm saying <laughs> can I can like, even talk I,
1: about baby juice at any point th- you know
0: exactly there's just things that i can't talk about with them that i can talk about with you um because well because we have been doing the show for a while yeah not, now, let's just put it, you know, basketball-wise, we don't even need to talk about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was, there is something, so the, this past week, the shows have been really long, too, because it's been trade deadline and the buyouts, and air, so the shows have run long, and also some of the, you know, they're it's just getting used to how long people talk, but there is one piece of news from the trade deadline and the buyout market and all this, that I've been saving that I've not discussed with anybody. I've been saving for you because I feel like this one is near and dear to your heart. Okay. Yeah. The it's the end of an era in the NBA. I think I know where this is going. Potentially. It's the end of the Terrence Ferguson era (laughs) in the NBA. Terrence (laughs) Ferguson was traded to the Knicks and promptly waived. He's 22 years old, and based on the numbers that you have talked about on this podcast for quite some time, we may never see Terrence Ferguson in an NBA jersey again. Now, he's 22, maybe goes to the G League, develops, becomes a player, but I thought that would be of interest to
1: you. Wow. You know what's crazy is when that news – I did see it, and I almost texted you, but I kind of thought, no, we'll talk about this on the show. I totally forgot he was even on the Sixers roster. Completely forgot. Yeah, he was, he was playing like eight minutes a game, and he just he didn't even play every. Game, not right? even, yeah. I, I, he must have had a couple starts that boosted those numbers up. But man, that's—I mean—he had one of the worst seasons in NBA history last year, and I—I uh, <laughs> I, I realized that before he became a Sixer, and then he became a Sixer, and I was like, oh my
0: god. There's a couple guys in this deadline that you're like, these guys are still like Marquise Chris got traded,
1: yeah, and there's everyone some names and a, a like, lot
0: of people yeah. were like, wait a minute marquis chris is still he's i know he's out for the year but everyone i think just assumed that he got waved when he got hurt or something yeah and he got traded for a guy that no one's ever heard of caddy
1: Lelane. yeah i was wondering what that was when i saw it so a lot of these roster moves literally i got them on like the side of a mountain because i was in the Poconos. we were hiking a lot and like as the stuff was going down i'm like what, what Wow. So a lot of the, I'm going to trip yeah. up on a couple roster moves, just so you know, there's going to be some guys that well, there up, was you have to correct
0: me. Well, a I mean, there happened, were, yeah, a lot happened. I was very wrong about it being a boring deadline. Although at the end of the day, it was not a boring deadline, but none of the moves are like game changing franchise altering. Now there are moves that happen that could be like Victor Oladipo mm-hmm. comes back healthy and, the, and then the Heat resign him long-term and whatever. he could, If Aaron Gordon goes to Denver and becomes the Aaron Gordon that everyone thought he could be, the Vucevic thing, which right now, they're playing right now. Uh, they're about to go into the fourth quarter. They're down, and they're struggling big time. So who knows? But other than that, everything, it was a ton of action, but nothing, I mean, none of it was, like, mind-blowing. Yeah, nothing earth-shattering. Probably the only mind-blowing part
1: was the amount of moves. Like, they just kept coming. You
0: know? And the fact that the 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 Oladipo deal came after three o'clock and mm. no one had talked about Depot basically all day yeah like yeah, there was that. no rumors about him and people were even like oh I guess I guess Oladipo is not getting traded it was all Kyle Lowry because all the other deals had already happened and it was all like when's Kyle Lowry getting moved who's Kyle Lowry going to and then your your Sixers trade for George Hill which I know you love, love the it. Lakers the Lakers back out so everyone's like uh, the Heat trade Kelly the, the Heat trade for Nemanja Bjelica, so everyone's like, all right, well, Kelly Olynyk's going to be in the deal, and and then the Raptors trade those two sh- the, those two players to make space. Everyone's like, oh, it's Kyle Lowry to the Heat, and then it's it and then yeah. at three oh seven, it's all the Depot to the Miami. That that was wild. That was the wild part. It was just mm-hmm. like what no one knew what was going on. It was fun. It's fun. um now that I'm more on NBA Twitter, like now that I'm more on Twitter, that I'm on Twitter more frequently because of the show, the um, man, the trade deadline and the buyout market brings I, I know like people, I, I always talk about like the toxicity of Twitter, mm-hmm. but it brings out the worst of people. It oh, yeah. really brings like this, the, the deadline and the buy it, particularly the buyouts. Like the buyouts bring out like real like vitriol. Like, just people like that like one day LaMarcus Aldridge was their favorite player and then they, LaMarcus Aldridge no, doesn't go to their the team and they're like team. Yeah. I hope he dies <laughs> like god. yeah like oh god the Nets, Nets think they have a super team with the corpse of LaMarcus Aldridge like you know it's just <laughs> like it's people just yeah. losing their minds Blake Griffin had a great qu- qu- quote where he was like they asked him about all like the hate that the, that he, the Nets are getting over building a super team he's like He's like, I, I don't understand. He's like, the last two years, all I heard was that I, I can't play basketball anymore. Right. And now all so of a sudden, everyone's mad that we built a super team. Yeah. You know? It's pretty funny. But yeah, it was crazy. We, we won't go through all of it because obviously it'll come up as we start talking about these teams. Mm-hmm. Some of it will come up tonight because a bunch of teams played that made deals. But um, we'll probably, there was a lot of games tonight. So let's get uh, – well, was there anything else, anything notable that we need to know from your vacation? No, I don't think so. Did you get uh, ham fisted? No, there was there's. Well, I got really
1: drunk a couple nights. Not ham fisted. Yeah. You could use it. I feel like yeah, at this get, point you can kind use of use it in whatever. I built a you want. fire without any. Um, uh, I am like, mad. Like, I like, built fire. It was sick. There was no lighter fluid involved. I built like a little TP, and I had a match. I had a match. I didn't use like
0: wood. Was, but, you didn't like do the thing. No, you, like, yeah, I didn't, didn't a I'm stick not that skilled. A wood, piece of wood. And, mm-hmm. like, it wasn't it was like Tom Hanks. You weren't like Tom Hanks. No, no, no was like that okay well that's it that's the i built a fire that was really it that's impressive i yeah. don't think i've ever built a fire mm.
1: so i guess if you use a match it's probably still not considered building a fire but it just you know bear with me
0: yeah no but that, that's exciting that's exciting yeah. It's more exciting than too. anything i did last week <laughs> <laughs> my week's pretty was pretty much this yeah uh so a lot of games tonight um but I want to lead off with a team that I don't think we ever have led off with. And I don't think we ever would have anticipated leading off a show ever with this team, but there is a, a, like an Epic all time turnaround happening in the NBA that I didn't even really notice until a couple days ago. And it continues to happen. The Kings have won six in a row. Mm,
1: I was wondering, Uh, they've won,
0: they've won. I want to say like seven of eight or eight of nine. And Darren Fox is leading the NBA and scoring in the month of March. He's averaging 30 a game in March. They haven't played the toughest schedule, but they also were one of the worst teams in NBA history in the first half of the season. Right. I mean, and, stati- they almost, yeah. Well, their defense, their defense still, I think like if the season ended today, their defensive rating would be the worst ever, but they're mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're I think ninth in offensive rating. And in the month of March, they're like sixth in offensive rating. They're doing, I watched the second half of their game. They're doing right now, since Marvin Bagley got hurt, they're doing exactly what I've been begging New Orleans to do. They just went small. They have Rashawn Holmes at the five, and then they're going Tyrese Halliburton, De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes at the four, and they are just going. And De'Aaron Fox is playing the best basketball of his career. Uh, so
1: I, I you know, I've been away from basketball a lot. I did not know the Kings were, were scorching hot, and that's exciting. But I also have no idea how. Like, there hasn't been a shakeup. Luke Walton's still the coach. You know, like, wh- what could be spawning this is, is what I'm confused about. Uh, uh, I well, guess Hal- maybe Halliburton
0: in the starting lineup, Bagley not playing. They yeah. traded away Bielitsa. Um, less minutes for Hassan Whiteside. Like, go- I think going small and just running – and being a high high pace high scoring team has helped. And obviously Darren Fox, I mean going yeah. he's just on a different level right now. And he was a guy we talked about I think in the offseason making a possible like leap. I mean he's not a That was star. you. That was you. I've yeah. never really been super high on him like
1: mm-hmm.
0: but right now I mean I don't think he's
1: even you would not
0: even consider him like a star but he's, well, he's but that's headed a, there. Yeah. But that's the thing. I'm looking at his numbers, right? And I saw some places today, I was looking up the odds for most improved player. And in some places, Julius wow. Randall has passed Jeremy Grant. Because mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant is cooled off. He still his numbers. If it's, again, if it's specifically a numbers-based thing in the jump, in the numbers, he gets it. But if it's impact and improvement, Darren Fox, I think, has to be in the conversation. He's averaging 25 a game. He's up from 21. He's averaging 25 a game he's on the brink of being like a top 10 score in the NBA. He's not far off from being a top 10 score in the NBA. And after tonight, depending on what happens with this, well, the Warriors are going to win this game. It looks like, but they are a half a game behind the Warriors for 10, a game and a half behind the Grizzlies for nine and two and a half behind San Antonio for eight. So they're right there on the, like they're right there for to be in the play-in game. And they're, they're the second hottest team in the NBA behind Utah and the Clippers who look like they're going to win their sixth straight tonight. So that is
1: remarkable. I'm looking,
0: so it has come against a
1: relatively easy schedule right, because I mean. they, they played the Warriors without Steph, but okay. So they got no, the no, Spurs. The again. Steph played tonight. No, I'm sorry, their win against the Warriors. Oh, on the streak it, yeah. was without Steph, but um, man, that, that's something because but they beat
0: the Spurs tonight. That's not, yeah, a, I know. And, yeah.
1: and so, okay. They get the Spurs again, the Lakers, Milwaukee. So that, that,
0: Lakers okay. is a Lakers should is a win they should win that
1: it's game. a winnable yeah they should win that um
0: the way they're so, playing
1: mm-hmm. man we had Walton completely, completely dead in the water and yeah, for him, it, I guess we were, I,
0: it was it was a foregone conclusion from everybody yeah. it like, was like how is this guy not fired yet
1: yeah we owe him a sincere apology if this te- if this team makes the play in game or play in tournament or whatever we're calling it the play in scenario we owe him a huge apology. I just feel
0: like they're gonna figure out a way to screw it up. But like definitely yeah. uh, it, it just depends. <laughs> like if Aaron, if if the De'Aaron well, Fox keeps playing this
1: way, what if I mean this whole thing changes if Hassan Whiteside is bought out and they don't have that on the roster? I mean, they're oh, a different yeah. team at that point, you know.
0: Yeah, well, no, look if they don't if he, have if, the if wretched... they If they actually get rid of Hassan Whiteside, they're in. Then they're probably in. Wow. Probably let's get in. our bets in now. Get your bets in now. Uh, but it's just from our the, the De'Aaron Fox thing's crazy. Like I wouldn't, it wasn't even on my radar. Look, admittedly, and I don't think anybody's going to fault us for this. Even though this is a five-day-a-week show where we try to cover the whole NBA, we trash the Kings at we any chance we can them. get. <laughs> and I don't watch the Kings; I just right. don't. And also, they were one of the worst teams in the NBA, one of the worst defenses in NBA history. Like they were just an absolute shit show the first half of the season. This is like an absolute remarkable turnaround. And yeah, I mean, you get credit Luke Walton. He's the one making the adjustments because that's a guy who he was the one guy who didn't get fired, who were like, this guy should be fired. All these other Mm -hmm. coaches, there was an argument for them to not be fired. Luke Walton was the the argument was fire his ass now
1: because they're not playing any defense. They're just not.
0: There's a whole side of the court. They're not even trying. They're just going out there getting ham fisted every night, every night. Yeah, it's crazy. So I good for them, man. I mean, Darren Fox, it, it's I'm blown away. Mm-hmm. And just watching him, he's he is like you're right. He's not a super like, he's not a guy you'd be like, This is a superstar. And you see the numbers and then you watch him. Like watching him is a whole other thing. Yeah. He, he looks really unstoppable. Mm-hmm. He and, truly is one of the guys he can get to the rim at will. Like, and he's another one of these guys who's a perfect uh example of we forget how young these dudes are
1: Mm -hmm. he's 23 years old 23 okay
0: it might be 22 he's so young he feels like he's been in the league for 10 years yeah and he's 22 23 years old like he's not even close to his what's considered physical prime i guess Mm -hmm. right and he's he's turned into a he's on the brink of being an elite player in the league Mm
1: -hmm. pretty nuts it is I will predict however this is the
0: last time we open the show with the Kings but we'll see. I don't know <laughs> we man if they, I mean, winning, if they keep winning they're on a 5 game winning streak we have to Well listen I... if the J- if they win their next game and the Jazz and the Clippers lose and they're the hottest team in the NBA we're leading with them Yeah we got to lead with them You got to lead with the hottest team in the NBA Got to What a what a good for them Shout out to the Kings what a remarkable turnaround I, there's not much more you can say there it's just just a crazy Hal Burton maybe this could give him the bump to get rookie of the year if he keeps playing well maybe maybe yeah. anthony edwards has not played great since that little stretch lamello's out we'll see um i think but, he's probably the front well anthony it's it's close but no lamello the front runner well i mean
1: can he still i think get he's it, still the he? front
0: yeah i think he's still the front runner but i don't think he 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 won't i don't really. think he will yeah but yeah, it'll be close. I think Halliburton especially if they make the playoffs, since he's and he's in the starting lineup now. They yeah. mm-hmm. I think He'd you have to get credit there. Uh all right. Let's get to where do we go next? Let's go. Uh you were all you were watching that New Orleans Boston game. Yeah. That was a, that was a fun game to watch. And I do wonder
1: if anyone has ever had a worse start to their Celtics career than Evan Fournier. <laughs> or any or any career. Yeah. Evan yeah. Fournier was 0 for 10 from the field in 33 minutes. <laughs> and that's <laughs> not even the worst part about Evan that's Fournier. Not even, there is something going on with Evan Fournier's hair. I don't even <laughs> – like, I truly don't know if what he has going on is a style or – He's like reverse balding. Like he's balding from the back to the front.
0: (laughs) Is this your first time noticing Evan Fournier's
1: hair? It's always looked strange to me, but I think I just had a particular shot tonight. Like I saw, and I was like, what the fuck is going on with this guy's hair? Um, It's always been odd to me, but this is the first time where I was like, okay, is he actually balding in reverse? Like from the back to the front? Um,
0: (laughs) I don't know. Not Um, a good night for Evan Fournier. Not a good night. Funny thing about Evan Fournier, do you know that like his the thing with his last name? Yeah, yeah. So I don't actually know what it means. I just it's know like it's- a, his last name is like the name of like a I want to say it's like a genital gangrene like mm. disease. And when he got traded to Boston, he he goes, hello, Boston fan. He tweeted out, hey, Boston fans, if you don't know who I am, Google my last name. You're welcome. He said, he said, well, because I remember when he went to the Magic, he said, don't Google
1: my last name.
0: <laughs> so maybe he did it in reverse. Oh, this wait, time. maybe I maybe I read it wrong. Did I read maybe, it wrong? Oh, it would
1: be even funnier if he did it differently this time. Or maybe I have it mixed up, but I just remember him the last time he moved teams. He was like, don't Google. But my I think
0: I, I was looking at the comments because I kind of forgot what he meant. Mm -hmm. what he was talking about i was looking at the comments and everyone's like don't do it don't do it (laughs)
1: yeah it's really gross it's really gross i completely forgot what the ailment is it's just horrible looking
0: um i think it was something and like with gangrene and yeah it's uh he says hi celtics fans if you're not familiar with me please google my last name you're welcome
1: okay and now i have here evan Fournier on twitter in 2014 by the way never google my last name you don't want to see it so he's, yeah. he's flip-flopping whether you, okay this guy's kind of funny
0: yeah i mean i guess maybe he hates um boston maybe <laughs> yeah, he's not I happy don't know. maybe that's why he he played like shit maybe he's just tanking that'd be yeah he goes in tells all the fans to gross themselves out puts up an 0 for 10 fournier gangrene is an acute necrotic infection of the scrotum penis or perineum mm, necrotic doesn't sound it good. is characterized by scrotum pain and redness with rapid progression to gangrene and sloughing of tissue if to say what like, of yeah. tissue sloughing Okay. <laughs> so i thought that was funny that he did that. yeah i
1: i I'm just trying to fucked up. The image is burned in my head. I didn't I haven't looked at it in years, but I remember what I was looking at. I don't really I never pros. looked at it. It's horrible. Um,
0: this team is a mess. Yeah,
1: they look bad. And I have been defending this team. I've been they're gonna turn it around, you know. I'm not worried about the Celtics, but they look like a shitty team. I think I texted this to you, they made the Pelicans look solid defensively and we know they're not we know the pelicans are a bad defensive team and like the celtics just couldn't get anything working i mean jason tatum had 34 but that's like that's their offense you know kemba walker had 23 on 18 shots um just look they just look like all out of sorts
0: yeah um and then (sighs) I mean, and then my, my thing, well, first of all, no Jalen Brown. So here you go. Like when one of their best player, one of their th- two or three good players doesn't play, they look awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause like Tatum played great. There's just nothing else. But also this team who so, so, so desperately needed to improve at the deadline or in the buyouts in their front court got substantially worse.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, a team should never be missing Tristan Thompson this bad, you know? Like they yeah. they
0: need him back. And they and they traded Daniel Tice for Mo Wagner. Mm-hmm. And then they I didn't even realize they picked up Luke Cornette. And those Luke Cornette's like playing meaningful minutes for them.
1: Luke Cornette was in a lot tonight. And his shot, it's weird. His shot is like beautiful looking, but he yeah, cannot his... stay in front of any, like yeah. Zion
0: Williamson ate him alive today. Like it was, yeah. <laughs> like that's the least, maybe the least surprising thing you will ever say on an NBA podcast, Zion Williamson ate Luke Cornette alive.
1: <laughs> if you honestly, if you missed
0: the game last night
1: and you're listening to this, just look at Zion Williamson's highlights, but watch <laughs> it for the possessions where Luke Cornette is guarding him. Cause it's just like, it looks like two people in, in different leagues.
0: He only played That's thirteen it. minutes, and every time I turn on the game, it seemed like he was in.
1: Mm-hmm. I was
0: That's just that. like, "This team, look, Daniel Tice is not anything great, but compared to Luke Cornett and Mo Wagner, I'm just like, what, what was the what was the end game here? I don't know.
1: Danny Ainge is not looking good right now, um, and I really am. I the only way this team turns it around is if Robert Williams makes like incredible strides in the next month." Honestly, well, he's been it. very
0: good for them. Yeah, but like but, he's going to be more I don't consistent. think he's a 35 to 40 minute a night guy. Definitely or not 32 yet. minutes. Definitely not yet, yeah. 4 fouls,
1: you know. So I'm saying he he might need to make that leap for them to have a chance cuz their front court is
0: just so bad. Yeah. I mean, but they also Well, we'll see. Look, you can't write them off like when Jalen Brown's back because of the eight. star power, yeah. And Evan Fournier is not going to be over 10 every like he is a big boost for them because their bench is very weak. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. You get you get um you get Jalen Brown back, Grant Williams goes back to the bench, then you you have Grant, Evan Fournier, Peyton Pritchard coming off the bench. I mean, it's not a terrible, it's not a great bench, it's not, but it's not terrible. That's right. I mean, and then you get Tristan Thompson back, and so you don't have to play Mo Wagner and Luke Cornette all the time. Like it, it's not terrible, but they're just always that one foul trouble or injury away from just being horrible Yeah, you know, like the, tonight do you do you think they
1: had something else lined up that
0: fell through like they thought they were getting
1: Lamarcus aldridge
0: or like well here's the thing with the celtics if you if you are if you like go if you follow all the reports the celtics are involved in everything right. after the fact like every time some a move happens it's inevitable within like a day or maybe sometimes within hours it's like the Celtics were so close to making this move or the Celtics right. were the Celtics were the, in the final two of getting this guy. And it, it just they're like the kings of these reports coming out that they were mm-hmm. this close. So, they, <laughs> yeah, I think they were if you ask them, they were close to getting every player in the, at the deadline and in the buyout market. And they didn't get any. Yeah. I think they I do think that there was a part of there was a in Boston. Probably a belief that they're going to get Andre Drummond or that they have okay. a really good shot at Andre Drummond. He's been sort of a guy that seems to have been on their radar for a long time.
1: It's just the Tice move makes no sense without a corresponding move, you know. Like mm-hmm. I well, just well, well, Tice is
0: a free agent, so he's if they don't plan on paying him, I think that was part of it.
1: But I don't weird. get yeah, yeah, I don't get really it either
0: because it's not like Mo Wagner's good. Yeah, it's a downgrade, it's not bad, right? It's but... Not Better than Daniel Tice right now uh pelicans look good for most of this game this zion thing i just i get eventually it's got to calm he's got he can't be this dominant i just he can't be this dominant
1: like i'm trying to think like he's so good at one specific thing like he's better at this thing like than anyone else is at anything in the nba does that mean you know what i mean like there's nobody that's this good at one thing the way he is at Scoring in the paint. You think so? you like, I guess Giannis, Ste- I guess Giannis you don't is think, not like that. Steph's the best shooter ever. Yeah, but I would say like the difference between him and the next best guy, I, I guess Giannis is, is up. Yeah. There. But he's just unfucking believable in the paint. Like it's like you're watching like a video game or something. Um it's
0: just so, f- he, it's just guys just bounce off of him. And I know, he, yeah, he's his handle is much better than I expected it to be. So like when he's going downhill, with the dribbling the ball, he's just going by people. They're bouncing off of him. Mm -hmm. And then he stays in the air and it's just like the the combination is just, I don't even know how you guard it unless you, I just like, I don't know. At this point, I'm just trying to figure out how you guard it unless you double him. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a thought
1: watching this game. Like if he became a tight end in the NFL, he would be the best within two years. Like he's that physical, like, and and the jumping ability is like a joke, he's just a monster.
0: Yeah, he probably would be. Yeah, it's crazy. he's just absurd. Uh, they almost blew it, but
1: yeah, and it's they're such a young team, and Eric Bledsoe really stinks in my opinion. So <laughs> yeah, and no
0: Lonzo. Lonzo's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. He's been hurt, uh, which changes everything for them. I think. But yeah, uh, it's a s- solid any win for them is a solid win at this point. Um. Miami snapped their six-game losing streak tonight. Uh, No Victor Oladipo. He did not play, so he has not debuted yet. Nemanja Bielitsa, who they also traded for, did play, but did not play much and did not look good in the five minutes that he played. So we'll see. I think it's going to take a minute. But, um, man, this team is just – I mean, they are still so, so bad offensively. So and I I don't know, like watching the entire game, like Victor Oladipo will help, but it may take a minute. Like I think Heat fans are going to have to temper the expectation of how quickly he will help, but he will help is like, there was a point in the game in the fourth quarter where the Heat had taken taken more threes than they had paint points. Ooh,
1: that's not a good recipe. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And then in the end, and then Bam and Jimmy sort of took over um Tyler Hero has and Duncan Robinson have both played a lot better since the deadline but still like there was a point in this game where it looked like this game was gonna be in the 70s it was bad on both sides the next so two I,
1: I had a moment on vacation where just seeing the Oladipo trade right I I texted my girlfriend's dad who is a gigantic heat fan about, oh, what a big day the Heat had, and just not realizing they were on a five-game skid. Like, I was hyping up the Heat, and he's like, we just lost to the Blazers, and we have huge problems right now. So I was like, oh, shit, okay. But, yeah, this team, I, I can't figure it out. I just don't – there's no way after what
0: we saw last year that they're this bad offensively. It just doesn't make any sense. They got to So I think where, where Depot is really going to help is and, – and even though Jimmy Butler had 27 and – and he at one point in the game, he got like angry. So he just sort of took over. There's still like this insistence multiple times where he gets into the paint and he kicks out to a guy like, a, like Andre Iguodala for a three, instead of just scoring five right. feet from the basket. And there's this insistence still on relying on the three and look at the, I mean, look at the numbers from tonight, Duncan Robinson and Tyler hero each made four and then over three over three over two, one for two, one for six. There's no world where you're going to be a winning basketball team on a regular basis when Andre Iguodala is shooting six threes. Never, it'll never happen. It <laughs> makes no sense. No, it just makes it So that's where I think Oladipo will actually help because he's not that. He's not passing. Like he'll pass, but he's not. He's he's a scorer. He's mm-hmm. going to go downhill and he's going to try and score at the rim. He he is a he is a, not a. He's not a bad passer, but he's not like Jimmy Butler where he's just like crazy unselfish mm-hmm. to a fault. So I think it'll help. It just may take a minute to figure out like what the role is. Does he start? Does he come yeah. off the, like, well, it's a nice he win tonight. The they, they just need him up to speed as quickly as possible. I think
1: the strangest thing to me about this team is how important Goran Dragic still seems to be. Like
0: if he's not playing well, they're not winning. It's just crazy. Yeah, and he's me. not, he's still not still doesn't look healthy this was his first game back in a while from like mm-hmm. back spasms and he still doesn't look totally right but that's also where Oladipo comes in because yeah. he should be able to take a lot of the load off of Goran Dragic in terms of the importance offensively so we'll see uh but it's I mean any game especially at the Knicks when the Knicks are ahead of you in the playoff race it's good to get that win yeah it's big um the Knicks are the, I mean the Knicks are in the same boat like these are two of the best defensive teams in the league, but two of the most brutally bad offensive teams. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like, and, and they're in the same boat where it's like, if Julius Randall's not going off, like really going off.
1: Then they might not reach 90 points.
0: Well, Exactly. And and he had 22, but he just, no one looked good for this. Other than Derek Rose, Derek Rose looked pretty good, but but you can't rely on that. Right. It's just like, and now no Mitchell Robinson. Not that Nerland's Noel isn't good, but like he's out for the year, I think, or whatever. He however long he's out. They have no shooters. But I will say they're gonna be in the playoffs. And I was thinking about this. The best case scenario for the for the NBA is for these two teams to play each other in the first round.
1: That'd be that'd be a pretty awesome matchup because it would just be so defensive and like- it,
0: right and it would get fit like there would eventually get like it would get physical and guys would be like going at each it would be like old school it would be a little bit like old school knicks heat because they're so bad offensively and it's such a like hard like slow paced bad offense great defense physical and then when you play each other over seven games then the physicality gets more and more like mm-hmm. it's the only way to make these unless the heat can turn around their offense because i don't think the knicks can Unless the Heat can somehow find the offense they had last year, the only way to make these two te- these two awful offensive teams like fun to watch would be playing against each like,
1: other. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like then they're both led by two pretty huge badasses in Jimmy Butler and then what we saw from Julius Randall.
0: Oh yeah, Julius a week Randle or two was ago was so yeah. sick. So that and could then, have some awesome moments. And Derek Rose is cool. Like mm-hmm. uh, R.J. Barrett is actually starting to be a pretty good player. He didn't have a good game tonight like everyone loves bam out of bio uh yeah it'd be fun uh, it it, it could be fun now there's also the possibility that all of a sudden the heat start shooting the ball like they shot last year and then it's not even a series Mm -hmm. but as it stands right now the heat are the the heat are a better team they don't have a better record they are a better team but both teams are just hard to watch offensively it is it's it's uh it's tough um how about uh I, you know i almost thought about starting today's show with russell westbrook i thought that's where you were going to go yeah because this line is like a joke 35 they the wizards beat the pacers 132 124 no brad beal so russell westbrook just drops a cool 35 21 assists 14 rebounds <laughs> it's like when you hear so you hear the points
1: 35 and then you hear 21 you're like well, what Jesus Christ. Is it rebounds or assists? Yeah. Both is an insane number. But how also, many field goals did they even have? To, I mean, Jesus Christ. They had 55 field goals. He made 14
0: shots and had 21. Assist. I mean, he's just everything that yeah. his – he was the offense. tonight. The most efficient shooting game I can remember him having in a long time too. Mm. I mean, like in the – he was in a crazy zone. In the fourth quarter, he was making step-back threes. That's It exciting. was pretty yeah. crazy. Um, but interestingly for them – under the radar for them is in that Daniel Tice, Mo Wagner deal, the bulls sent Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson to Washington who have the most upside of any of those four. Those two guys have our upside. Like Daniel Gafford is a pretty athletic, solid big man. Mm-hmm. Chandler Hutchinson's a decent wing player. I do like Troy
1: Brown jr. Though. I, I, he has some upside. Oh yeah. Deal. Troy Brown yeah. was in
0: that trade too. He does have upside.
1: I think he was in that deal, right? To
0: Chicago. Yeah. 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 Uh, but Chandler Hutchinson gets 18 and Daniel Gafford gets 11 in 14 minutes, 11 and six, like, I and mean, this team's not going to, it's not, they're not like core pieces, but it's just interesting. It's interesting seeing these young guys go, like they can't do anything for the bulls. They can't play for the bulls and they come out and Chandler Hutchinson in his first game has 18 and 25 minutes. Mm-hmm.
1: Well that t- I think one that also just tells you how horrible the Wizards bigs have been after Thomas Bryant got hurt. So like pretty much anything is a step up. But yeah, that that's fun to watch cuz I don't know much about Hutchinson but Gafford is like a physical specimen. Like that dude mm-hmm. is huge and athletic. So I mean maybe he just needed a, a change of scenery, a mix up in the coach to to put things together. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um they um It's interesting seeing Russ do this without Brad Beal. Like,
1: yeah, it is. Like, does it mean something, or 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 just like,
0: are is he like, are they better with one or the other? And also, obviously, you go with Brad Beal in that situation. But mm -hmm. it like we always see like we talk, everyone talks about how Russ is the is such a great teammate. I just, but he also just doesn't fit with a lot of people. Some, but he did. I mean, Paul George almost won an MVP. Like those two
1: work together, right? Yeah, but they weren't good. They weren't winning, right? Yeah, it's a good point. Okay, so you're saying from a, like a good teammate a in the sense of like, yeah,
0: Brad Beal leads yeah. the NBA in scoring, and mm-hmm. they're terrible.
1: Yeah. So how, I know it's a hip injury for Beal. How long is he going to be out? Because that is interesting to watch if I they know. go on a streak with. Because remember, they had a bunch of wins without Westbrook. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe the just.
0: I mean, they, they are just, they are two and a half games out of the play in right now. Insane but well, that's insane at 17 and 28. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It could we'll be see, something there. Uh, rough night for Karis LeVert. It's tough, tough for the Pacers in general when you get 35 from Sabonis and 26 from Brogdon and you don't win against mm-hmm. the wizards. Um, yeah.
1: Nobody else was doing much at all. I mean, they're, they need like when is T.J. Warren getting? He's back? out. They he's need, out for the year. He's done for the year. Okay. Yeah. They just they announced Lamb.
0: that. They announced that last week, which is kind of crushing for them because, yeah. as much as I like this team, I like their you know their four their their main four, and I like some of their role players. I think like if you if we've talked about it, if you get T.J. Warren back in that lineup, they're super dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would, they're not. I they're not better than any of those top four teams. Top, but. But they're tough, right? Like, but like they they're a tough out if they're all yeah. healthy. Now you don't get TJ Warren back. And now, like out for a year, who knows what he comes back as after mm-hmm. everything we saw in the like is he come back the same? who knows? That's it's thanks for them.
1: It's tough. And they and, they,
0: I, and they, they it seems like they've had like nagging stuff all year. I mean, everybody has, everyone has.
1: But they just look so good to start the year, where I, I'm just so surprised at them sitting at twenty-one and twenty-four now. But they, they have had a weird season. I mean, they, they trade. Oladipo and they don't have any return for a couple weeks. Levert's still, I'm assuming, you know, getting his feel for playing right. with other guys. So it wouldn't shock me if they got super hot down the stretch, but it, it has been a strange year for them. Yep. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know, since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news, We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace
0: wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Speaking of teams that are close to the play-in game, I don't know how far you got in yesterday's episode with James Herbert, but did you get to the point where James said that the, and I'm not trying to knock James because this is, he truly believes this. And I don't know if it's true because I I don't follow teams with these records that often. He said that the Raptors are the best team in NBA history with an 18 and 28 record. Wow. Like he was basically saying, like he was basically making the argument that the Raptors are not as bad as I think they are. And that they're not in as bad a shape as I think they are. And that circumstances COVID injuries playing in Tampa has all led to them being where they are, and that their record is not indicative than that they are one of the best teams ever with this bad of a record.
1: Okay. I did not hear that part. So I was doing a very boring task at work listening to the podcast and then got very busy and had but the reason I off. bring that up is because they, have...
0: they got, they got, lumberjacked by the Pistons tonight <laughs> so the Pistons with Kyle Lowry back in the lineup did not play in their last game I
1: don't I mean James Herbert knows a hell of a lot more about the NBA than I do but and I don't.
0: Toronto in particular I think that's yeah. part of it he covered Toronto for a really long time he okay. knows that team like inside and out so I think that's a I think that's part of he just knows that team really well so you know if we. hmm but mm-hmm. I, I'm going to stick to my guns here. I don't
1: think they're very good. <laughs> and tonight, it, look, I think they are good
0: enough to be a playoff team in the East. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, but, that's but, I, but that's I don't
0: sound. think that was my. my I think that kind of got lost in the conversation. Like that's not that wasn't really my point. I think my point was going forward. Uh, this team's a mess. Just with they the are. contracts and all that stuff. They are. Yeah. But he did say that. Like, I guess when Lowry's, I don't know. Like he did mention something about cap space. So I don't really know. But I don't know who they can spend cap space on. No one's going up there. You're going to have to make a move. Yeah. So, yeah. It was just funny to me that the night after he said that, they got fucking smoked by mm-hmm. Detroit. By a team, by team Detroit. with
1: all kinds of moving. Hamadou Diallo got his first big minutes. He played great.
0: Um, well, a team that somehow doesn't have the worst record in the Somehow the T-Wolves still have the worst record in the <laughs> NBA. It's
1: mind-blowing <laughs> to me.
0: Yeah. But Toronto has the second worst record in the NBA, tied with the Rockets. Uh, so that, that's a really bad loss for a team that is uh, trying to, <laughs> trying, I mean, they're close. They could very easily be in the play-in, but they look terrible. Um, uh, who else? Oh, well, Minnesota. Oh, the Minnesota game was actually really interesting tonight because Kyrie had 19 in the first half. Everyone was freaking out about how good he was. He had 25 at the end of the third. And then he had two points in the fourth quarter and Minnesota almost came back and won. They had Minnesota. a chance. Anthony Edwards had a chance with like, I want to say like 13 seconds left to tie it. They they, they came back big. Um, but of course, I mean, Harden is just, you, heard, you saw what Harden said, right? I did. Yeah. And it's, it's also,
1: it's tough. Like, cause he keeps doing this. It's tough for me to keep saying, no, he's not in the MVP discussion. You know, like Mm -hmm. he's clearly in the discussion now. When I was wrong, like, just out of his mind. Don't think, like, I just, I I mean, he's in
0: the discussion. I still do, I'm still sticking to my guns that a lot of him being in the discussion is that people are in their minds believe that he is the best player right now on a championship team. Mm -hmm. and Durant's gonna come back that's right but that's what i mean that's what that's my point is that the reason again this is all overthinking it on my part because at the end of the day he's having an mvp season and they have the second best record in the east but this is he's putting up i think what happens is with mvp is the guy with the best numbers on the best team well, James Harden has the best numbers on the best team, but they're the best team because of Kevin Durant. So again, like if you took James Harden, if you took Kevin Durant out of the equation, he was never coming back and James Harden was doing this, he'd still be in the MVP conversation, but I don't think people would be so locked in on it because they'd be like, well, this team can't win a championship. Right. That's a good
1: point. That is a good point. Yeah, because I, without Durant, this is not a championship team
0: in my opinion. It's not. Um, I mean, so, I, could they win the East? Could they make a run in the East? They could. Yeah, they but, could. I mean, I mean, the way Kyrie is playing this year, they're pretty. I mean, they got a lot of shooters. Maybe they can make a run in the East, but uh, it, you're, it's not a lot. I, I mean, it's not a lock either, either way, but it's definitely not. They're definitely not the best team in the East.
1: Right. Whereas Durant's right now, they're the best team. In, they are. Yeah, with yeah, the you know. they're the
0: best team in the East, potentially the best team in the NBA. I mean, really, the Lakers are incredible when they're healthy but we just don't know how good this Nets team can be when they're fully healthy. Right. We still haven't, we really haven't seen it at all.
1: What's it been like five games have they played? Not even, I don't know. Something like that.
0: I get worried with Durant. I wonder the longer he wonder. stays out, it is concerning. It's just like, you I know, do wonder how long because- can he, how long can he sit? How long is he going to need to ramp up for the playoffs coming off of an Achilles? It's just like, it's I just
1: wonder if because of how good they've been and their record, they sustain their record that they're just being super cautious. Yeah. And like no, he could have you, come back, you know, you absolutely
0: like... have to be. But, but again, it's a shorter season. There's not that many games left. Like we're pretty mm. close to the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. We are. Um, so I think, I don't think a lot of people are even realizing that because you, you just, the all star break just happened, trade mm-hmm. deadline just happened. I think people are thinking like, oh, the, the second half of the season's like, I mean, We're
1: about 20 games left, right? That's that's well,
0: Phil, like Philly is 32. I'm looking at the Eastern Conference, so the Nets are 32 and 15, so that's 47 games. So they have what 75, I think. So yeah, 25 games left. It's not a lot of games,
1: no. So, especially you know, Kyrie gets dinged up and misses five games, you know, then they're not playing, you know, so. One right and, and my biggest
0: there. thing is like at what point do you have to bring him back to like get him because you can't just bring him back uh, in which they won't you can't just bring him back in the playoffs but um you gotta give him time to ramp up but mm-hmm. when is the right time and when's it not risk it just does can it is concerning with his obviously with his history it's the same sh- it's the same thing i feel about the lakers when do you bring back ad because that the nature of the injury and the same with lebron it's just it's going to be an interesting it's, thing it's with those guys.
1: very tricky thing to, I mean, I, I guess ultimately who makes the decision, the player and the, and the training staff, but yeah. Like how much, yeah well, it, I think with
0: LeBron, it's like, it's basically LeBron. Yeah. Like, how do you, can you play or not? <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause I think if, if LeBron was 60% and he was like, I want to play not, maybe not during the regular season, but as we get closer to the playoffs, mm-hmm. also here's the other thing, unless it's like a really devastating injury, the lot like as you're staying out it's it's solely on the player because unless there's like a noticeable change in the way the player looks if you can just you know play through it then how they know yeah so like in in three weeks if lebron is just if he's moving normal but he's in pain how would they know if he just was like i'm, I'm ready mm-hmm. I, I need i need to play yeah and at this point in LeBron's career, would you put it past him? No, definitely not, especially with his fifth ring that he could grab this year. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. So it's weird. That's a, That'll be a weird situation. We'll see how that goes uh, as we get closer to the playoffs, which we are not that far away from. It's pretty wild. A um, couple other games. Oh, there's a lot of games tonight. A couple other games, Utah uh, – Pounder Cleveland, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, Memphis beat Houston. Do we need to talk about that? Not really. I know John Morant had a pretty good game, but yeah, like Memphis keeps sticking around that playing area. Oh, actually, we do. Jonas Valanciunas had thirty and fifteen. A battle. This was the battle for the ages: Jonas Valanciunas against Miami Heat legend kelly olenek who had 25 and 9 oh wow I mean, kelly olenek's two games for houston fucking okay, that there's my first
1: bomb. roster total i did not know kelly olenek was playing already for the like, oh yeah, he's yeah. on the rockets okay he's,
0: his last he i think he debuted two nights ago okay wow really nice game for him i tweeted out that his net rating as a member now, I don't know what it is now, but after the first game, I tweeted out Kelly Olynyk's net rating as a Rocket is forty-one point nine. Oh my god! <laughs> it How was many minutes was that? It yeah. uh, like twenty minutes or something. Okay. <laughs> but he's starting because Christian Woods hurt again. Right.
1: I'm looking at it, yeah, he has an illness, so or man,
0: what a sick disaster of a season. Yeah. Uh, that that's I just thought that was cool to bring up. Yeah. Uh, man, Magic Johnson, jo- Jonas. Center. I mean, yeah. Ever since that tweet. Valanciunas is just out of his mind yeah. every every night or, Um, here's one that we should here's a, not necessarily talk about the game but an interesting situation that I think you would probably want to get into that I did get into with James yesterday which is this with Dallas beat OKC 127-106 and you actually texted me I found out from you about the Al Horford thing
1: yeah it's horseshit
0: Okay, so here's what now. Here's, <laughs> I'm, here's
1: I'm fired up about this.
0: I know. And I, so here's what James said. Here's here, and again, this is just how, how he, he interprets it. His thing was that one way or another, at some point in the year, they were going to shut down Al Warford. And that because Shea Gilders Alexander is out for an extended period of time, it accelerated the timeline for that. Because without Shay, they're, not competitive either way so they want to go with their young guys
1: okay but th- this is tanking there's just no way i know around. that and that's yeah, what i so- and, that,
0: and then that, that was my he he you know he you listen to it he was i i said to him like okay i understand that but i was just like but in a league that's supposed to be curbing tanking and punishing teams for tanking you just took the best player left on the team and told the rest of the league we are not attempting to win basketball games
1: yeah and and people have gotten forced out of the league for this exact thing now sam hinkey did it over a longer period of time but adam silver has got to be calling sam presti or, or email i don't know how these guys communicate but this is blatant tanking and in the past that hasn't been tolerated so this can't go like unchecked is my point you know what i mean Like. This is yeah, objectively know, but, like, but again,
0: Sam Presti is like the golden child.
1: Like yeah, the NBA I don't understand. And everyone I don't him.
0: get it. I don't get it.
1: Um, I mean, do the Thunder have any more like national TV games left? Like That's probably um, all Adam Silver even
0: cares about, really. But, like, th- by the way, that guy is- Mo- Moses Brown I was talking about got a multi-year extension from them. Wait, didn't he have like a sick game the other day with like a short like of 20 rebounds in the yeah, first yeah. He had a okay. 20 rebounds in like the first half? Yeah,
1: I saw that. And I mean, they've got a couple guys here that could be NBA players down the road. But this thing that they're putting out there is tanking. it's Jesus just team. it's just not even it's not a discussion. Like they are trying to lose as many games as possible. And that has been that's essentially been penalized in the past. You know? Right.
0: Well, here's my problem with this team. I already had a problem before the season because we've talked about how they are blatantly trying to be bad because they have a thousand draft picks. Um, What I don't like about this situation is that they've overachieved. They're much better than they should have been this year. They were actually on the brink of being a playoff team before Shea got hurt. And because Shea got hurt and because you're overachieving, if we're honest, like, it's not that Shea got hurt. It's because you've been overachieving. You decide we're going to bench the guy who's helping us overachieve because we can't be this good. I mean that they, they can try to make an argument in what any way they want that it's that it's Shea being hurt and all this, it's, but it's not. I mean it's your record's way better than it should be. You have to you have to be bad, and so so my problem is is that they overachieved and decided oh, we don't want to we no we don't want to win. Like if they were bad all year, it sucks. It's a bad product, but at least it was like, okay, we're bad. Like, But, but they, you know, they overachieved. They, they're not doing what the front office expected them to do. So now it's like, okay, now we got to figure out a way to rectify this because mm-hmm. this was not the plan.
1: Yeah. He's healthy. That's like, it's so messed up. Honestly, this is worse than what Sam Hinkie did because Sam Hinky constructed a completely dog shit roster and put guys out there. Like, he didn't take a guy that was playing too well and helping them win and put him on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I mean, they should – if they're going to do this, they have to buy out Al Horford. They can't keep him hostage because they want to trade him for a first-round pick in the offseason. Not that yeah, I don't well, think it's they tough. Could
0: it's him. tough because of how much money. He, has. he still has two years well, Then they have to play him. Like, they can't – it's just – this is so fundamentally messed up. There is – there's got to be something. Like, I, I don't know what it is. And part of the thing is, like, again, it's because it's OKC, too. Like, if it was if it, Dallas yeah, yeah. or if it was Philly or if it, you know, big mark, if it was a team that people gave a shit about other than Thunder fans, then they would, they would make a big deal out of it. But it's OKC. Okay,
1: unfortunately, that's. Just- yeah. I, I, I just, it, it, it leaves a really bad taste in my mouth because it's so blatant.
0: Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I think, I'll, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard for me to understand because I feel like me and you, are in the minority on this i feel like the rest of the nba although i think when i was talking last week to jabari it was either jabari or dan one of the two guys that i had on when we were talking about okc was sort of on the same like boat as us like at what point like what is what what good is 37 draft picks and being bad you know
1: yeah you can't have like an like a friggin' farm system overseas like you right. you can only have so many guys under contract but yeah it, it all just goes back to like there is a hundred percent no doubt about it that when hinky was doing the sort of thing adam silver contacted the colangelos contacted the sixers ownership and forced that move okay so why is After a Preston- couple of years though yes it was just it was yes
0: and this is but, just the start of okc's thing okay
1: so when does Adam Silver knock on his door and is like, I mean, if in, you, in you I, would, gotta, I guess
0: in like a ye- in like after next year, if they win like ten games, they're probably like, all right. Or so is Al going to play next year for them? Or they can't. No, they said him. that the agreement was that in the off season they'll try to figure out a new uh, something for him.
1: So yeah, I guess that's the only defense is that the you get one season of trying to be absolute. Uh, trash, well, and, and, and then and, adam yeah, silver knocks on look, door. james is
0: probably not he's not wrong that this would have they would have sat him eventually and i'm and the shea thing probably did exacerbate it because without shea they are awful so i mean it, it makes sense it's a good point it's still not right no it's not right it's still not right uh all right last couple games I think we did Indy, New Orleans, Minnesota, Brooklyn. Yeah,
1: uh, We should just Dallas won the game 127 106. You
0: might have mentioned that. I forget. But it doesn't really matter. I, I think I did, but I don't know. Uh last two last two games um, Clippers beat Milwaukee. I could
1: which... have sworn you were going to say pounded it out. I just I don't know why. I thought you were, Clippers It was cl- out it was Milwaukee. a
0: close game though. They pulled away in the end, but it was relatively close. Um but um interesting. I, no Paul George, no Pat Beverly, no Rondo, who they traded for. Um I wonder, like Reggie Jackson's been pretty good for them this year. I wonder hmm. if he plays over Rondo. Also, you know who's been killing it for them? Terrence Mann. He's been
1: I see you at 14 tonight. Wow. Uh, I haven't was, really he's been great for them. He's
0: thing. been great for them off the bench. Like really stepped up um like last week they there was a game where they were getting absolutely slammed and Lue benched everyone and terrence Mann and luke Kennard just brought them back from like 20 down and they won wow yeah
1: the lou uh, williams move was very very surprising to me the, by the way I don't he's know. gonna retire
0: i mean i think it's he's he, he's, 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 from he's from atlanta he's from he's from he played at Gwinnett high school like it's right outside atlanta mm-hmm. i think it's uh they sent him home to retire
1: mm, that's nice of them
0: at someone i saw a tweet earlier in the year that was like um some fan tweeted at him about getting traded and he was like uh this is my he's like this is my last stop if i get traded anywhere it's Lou Willville.'
1: Oh, okay. i think
0: is like home yeah
1: atlanta I would, yeah
0: so it's just crazy the drop off from and I mean, now last he gets, you and, now he gets and now it's like he gets to go to Magic City and have the wings whenever he wants. Right. You, know, <laughs> you know, know what I mean? I just mean that from the clip, like this
1: dude scored 18 points a game last year. The Clippers should be contending in the West. Like, I did he I get th- washed
0: I, that quickly? Or I, I think this thing is, I mean, we, we talk about it all the time. This team's in trouble. Yeah. And just there's also, general. There's also reports that have come out over the last couple of days that the reason like teams didn't want to reach on like a on a Kyle Lowry or overspend in in trades and, and extend guys is because there's a there's a thought that maybe Kawhi will be available and Brad Beal for a trade, but that Kawhi may opt out, which we've been talking
1: about. We've for, said that, yeah. For a while. Well, as soon as the report about him being unhappy about the Doc Rivers firing. Yeah. And then a couple weeks
0: ago when he said, we need to be more consistent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's the, like, of all the things he decides to not say, that's the thing he
0: says, you know? Yeah. Uh, But, you know, losing Trez, Lou Will regressing, it's crushed their second unit. They literally, every other game, either Kawhi or Paul George doesn't play. Pat Beverly stinks. His roster's Kawhi is incredible. There's no questioning that. And Paul George is an all NBA player top 15 top 20 guy when he's healthy but outside of that this roster is terrible really hasn't bad. been
1: great right or he hasn't been quite right it seems like he's, been, minutes, okay. he's been okay he's been okay but
0: he's old. i mean he's older he's just yeah. like you know um it's just not a good roster it's like you look at it you're just like this team's in trouble it, they seem like they're in trouble I, there is there is no team right now when i look at the top of the west there's no team that I feel like supremely confident that they're beating in a seven game series. I, I don't think, yeah.
1: I mean, like, especially a healthy after last like year.
0: Healthy Lakers, obviously, but then Denver just got way better. Uh, they're not beating the Suns. I don't think they're beating the Suns. I don't think they're beating Utah at this point. And Portland, Portland probably got a little bit better, even though like Norm Powell's not that much better than Gary Trent, but he's having an incredible year. Mm-hmm. Like now they'll probably beat Portland, but it's not like a
1: lock. Especially they completely folded last year. So how can you be yeah. confident that they're going to, you know, flip wow, the switch?
0: Yeah. yeah. Um The Bucks have looked really good. Giannis is, I think he's officially back in the mix for MVP. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, think right now with, with the injuries, it's him, Jokic and Hart. I do. I mean, I think
1: the bucks need to climb to that one. They need to catch the nets or the Sixers. Right. I, I
0: think, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, well, maybe not. I don't know because I just it's probably out of it because of the injury, whether so. it's
1: right or wrong. I just think that the, yeah, the voter fatigue will, will be in there. I just don't think people are going to give him a third one. Thinking, yeah. You know what I was thinking
0: though, you know what I was thinking though? that the narrative about voter fatigue started so early that maybe now mm. the media is going to be like, we're not fatigued.
1: There's you voter fatigue
0: fatigue. You, yeah. You can't tell us that we're fatigued. Yeah. And then they go opposite of the fatigue and then, and they vote for Giannis. Do you think though, that just,
1: I know it's a regular season award, right? But after just the disappointments in the playoffs, two years in a row kind of like put a stench around him as a player that would affect him. Yes. Yes absolutely yeah, that's so, part of
0: the fatigue yeah that, so i, I just is that don't people see it. people are like are we going to keep voting for a guy who can't win in the playoffs even though mm-hmm. it's a regular season award so yes i agree yeah, i do but this team looks really good they're, yeah. they're definitely substantially better than last year yeah uh, he's in the
1: discussion for sure
0: Yep. Yeah. then the last game was uh chicago lost again to this time to golden state 116-102 uh steph before we talk about the bulls steph had 32 but i don't think he should be playing i watched a lot of this game like he doesn't he looks banged up still he had that tailbone injury did you ever watch that injury it was
1: brutal like it it looked really bad
0: every time he made an athletic and again he played really good he had 32 so but every time he made any type of athletic move or someone banged him or he came he just looked like he was gimpy like yeah i just don't get it like I guess maybe I, I know they're fighting to be in the playoffs, but it's Steph, man. If you right. want to really, if you if you think there's a run left in this team, it's next year when Clay yeah. comes back. You don't want to risk Steph getting something bad happening to him, right? He I just, just look banged up.
1: If and I, not a doctor, but if it's the oh. type of injury that just cannot get any work, like he's just sore and that's why he's not moving well, and he's not at risk of doing anything else, then I'm with it. But yeah, if he's at any sort of risk of doing something worse whether because he's compensating and could injure another body part then yeah don't don't yeah. they're not they're not very good at it that's just right they're going to be in the playoffs probably uh, at least the play-in i would say uh, i'd say let me let me get a look here they're going to be in that play in. well uh, kings the kings, kings. they shed us on white side that that's we're not sure saying. anymore yeah. i don't no, know i think I, I don't know
0: okay so the bulls who are the more important team to talk about right now? Mm-hmm. They make the deal for Nick, Nikola Vucevic. They were already on a losing streak. They've what? Are you on the standings? What do they lost? Five in a row? Uh, tonight was four in a row, but they've lost six of seven. Okay. They make the deal for Vucevic. Uh, they get beat pretty handily by the Spurs in the first game with Vooch. And then they get beat relatively handily by the Warriors in the second game. Neither one's an easy game, by the way, and this team was already not playing well. But already in two games, Vucevic led the team in scoring twice. Zach Levine had 18 in the first one and 12 to, in, in, against the Warriors. That's a problem right off the bat. And I know it's going to take some time for them to gel, but it can't be at the expense of one of the most explosive scorers in the NBA, who is one of the reasons you're way ahead of schedule this year as it is. Like yeah. Vucevic is good, but he he's not you you have a franchise. Your franchise player is Zach Levine.
1: Yeah.
0: This trade can't hamper what Levine has become this year. And was, it's only been two games, but that's gonna have to get fixed quick because. Right you could see a guy getting frustrated like oh you just traded for some dude who's a 30 year old guy who can barely move and it's impacting the way i play yeah, that's a problem
1: Have, i so i haven't watched uh, them since levine came or since um voos joined the team but could it just be like small sample size and, and levine is not shooting well because i see he's four for he's four for 16 tonight but again that could be because they're doing things differently on offense like
0: Well, I I don't, I'm not like an expert on what they were doing before on offense, but it just looks like they're, they're working Vooch Mm -hmm. into the offense and guys are getting comfortable with their roles around him. Like, it looks like he's, I mean, he only had 13 shots, but, um, he, he gets a lot of touches, which understandably so, but Mm -hmm. just like Vooch is good. And I went, and when, when, when this trade happened, I was like, wow, the bulls were the winners of the deadline. But now, as I watched it, it remains to be seen because this was a team, not that, not that they're not better with Vucevic, but I think we learn now. We're going to learn now a lot about Nikola Vucevic. So I think over the last few years, he's become the franchise player on a bad team. And even though they were a playoff team, they're never really, there was never any expectations, yeah. right? It was just like, let's run the offense through Vuce. He's talented. He's going to get us 20-something a game. And we're going to be an eight seed, or maybe a seven seed. with the bulls. There is big expectations because of their youth and upside. He's a third, he's a 30 year old, non-athletic center. Who's we're never gonna, won anything. Who's never won anything. And his best year this year was on a very bad team. So we will learn a lot. Like does he fit into a team that is trending towards being a winning team? And it's only been two games. But they got to fix whatever it was. I didn't watch the whole game. I watched bits and pieces. But whatever it is that hasn't clicked through the first two games, it can't be at the expense of Zach Levine. It can be at the expense of literally any other player on the team at this point. Mm-hmm. It just can't we, be at the expense of Zach Levine.
1: Yeah, it's a great point because we know what a team looks like when Vucevic is the best player. It's just not very good. But, but we don't know how good a team can be with Zach Levine coming into his own with a good supporting cast. You well, we—I so,
0: mean—we kind of have seen it this year, right? Like th- th- this team has been hot. much, yeah, much better this hot. year than we expected them to be, and that's a big, in part, two things: Zach Levine having the best year of his career and becoming a star, and Thaddeus Young, mm-hmm. who's been great for them, and, and and they've they have a good mix and cool, Patrick, yeah, Patrick Williams, yeah, yeah, you know, um, marking in every now and then, but the, he can't like. At thirty years old, I just I, I i would hate for them to go all in on a thirty year old center who's good, but not a franchise. Like you don't want your you're not building your franchise. I would hate for them to go all in on him and it, and it take make them take a step back from what it seemed like they were mm-hmm. building quicker than we thought. Yeah, and I've got
1: to hope, I've got to believe Billy Donovan recognizes that too, you know, and, and hopefully it's just growing pains. But I'm looking at their schedule and it is brutal. They've got Phoenix, Utah, Brooklyn, and
0: Indiana in their next four. So and because you you think about it, right? They brought in Vooch, they brought in Daniel Tice, they moved on from Wendell Carter, who I, I don't particularly love. Chandler Hutchinson, Daniel Gafford. So they got they Vooch is an all-star very very good player they got older and less athletic yeah Troy Brown
1: Jr. though sorry I have a top shot of him I so keep I'm forgetting about Troy Brown Jr. he's a good he's a good you though know, he's a yeah. good role player he's a good role yeah. player
0: but they got older and less athletic up front mm-hmm. it's so they're gonna have to figure out how what that looks like because you know Thaddeus Young is very he's having a very good year but he's not young either and you know, it's like what's the what's the Again, these these veterans, they're good. This team's not good enough to win a championship, so you can't allow your want to be a playoff team so quickly to hamper what you what was happening with Zach Levine this year. He was becoming a special player, he, and this could just be a slump, just like any other team. But it's it'll be something to monitor because I my first instinct was, holy shit, they got Vucevic for next to nothing, mm-hmm. um, and hey, maybe there's a reason. Why were the Magic so willing to get rid of their franchise player, a guy who was getting ready to be the all-time leading scorer in franchise history?
1: Wow, I didn't realize that. That's kind of, <laughs> kind of sucks. But um, uh, like, yeah,
0: they 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 just let him go. I mean, they got two picks. That's fine, but those picks aren't going to be great. You don't. I mean, you would imagine. And they got a guy who Wendell Carter is like, see is what? Is he? Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, in an All Star year, they they blew up their team. Why
1: it is pretty. Yeah. Because they know what they had in him. Right.
0: So we'll see. He should fit, but he, I think he's going to have to, he in particular, they're going to have to figure out a way to make him understand that he has to take a backseat to Zach Levine. He can't be the guy. He's not the guy in Chicago. Zach Levine is. And through two games, it doesn't, again, just two games, but it doesn't seem like that's the case
1: it's not getting any easier so this this could get worse before it gets better
0: yeah we'll see kobe white didn't play maybe that's the problem right or missing it?
1: N- no he didn't play yeah so, so yeah that
0: maybe yeah that that's probably the issue <laughs> all right i think that's it man these long episodes there was yeah, a lot there was, there was a lot of, a lot of yeah. games tonight a lot of games tonight i think we'll get back to the le- uh, under an hour episodes as mm-hmm. as we get back into the flow of things
1: we need, Shit, to. we didn't talk about the market smart play. What well, maybe we'll lead off? Oh, show.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we can just say there was a jump ball in the Pelicans Celtics game and it was Pelicans possession and there was a jump ball the, there was 0.3 seconds left on the shot clock, but it was 0.3 seconds for the Pelicans if they got possession. And if the obviously if the Celtics get possession, their shot clock resets and it was at half court. And the ball got tipped to Marcus Smart, and he just chucked a half court shot, <laughs> like into not the stand, into like the stands, not realizing that the shot clock reset. <laughs>
1: well, arguably, even funnier than that is the jump ball was between Peyton Pritchard and Brandon Ingram, and Brandon Ingram didn't jump because he because knew he they knew. had 0.3 yeah. seconds left. So right. not Marcus Smart, <laughs> Peyton Pritchard wins the only jump ball he'll probably ever win in the NBA,
0: and Marcus By the way, Smart
1: launches a half court shot.
0: Not the worst scenario like that that's ever happened what was worse roscoe smith from uconn
1: love the name but don't don't
0: look it don't up for Put those that. of you who don't remember what i'm talking about alex look it up uh it is an NCA tournament game it was either an ncaa tournament game or a big east tournament game uconn there i don't i don't remember the score i just remember uconn got a rebound with 11 seconds left <laughs> 11 seconds Roscoe Smith thought there was like I guess he thought there was one second 1.1 1. 1, the decimal point and he fucking took a full court shot and just oh. like as hard as he could like just chucked it into the stands with 11 seconds left. oh that is brutal <laughs> so look that up because that's okay. the best that's the best one ever the market smart is now second that okay. one's the because of the circumstance because mm-hmm. it was a tournament game so
1: right, I'm looking that up after the show for sure
0: all right, that's it. We'll be back tomorrow with Alex. I was, I've I've gotten used to having to tease who's going to be on the show tomorrow, but Alex will be back tomorrow.
1: I will be back. Yep. Sixers play. Let's go.
0: All right. Later. Bye.